Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brusseau. Hello, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity. It's a show about weirdos. I am your host, John Fahey. Joining me, an unbelievably beautiful man. Who are you again? Hi, I'm Aaron. <laughs> Peta. Hi. Hey, John. How are you? John, I'm feeling exceptionally beautiful wearing my Crawford's fried chicken hat. Yep. Shout out to Crawford's Fried Chicken. Yes. How yes. Are, and, and how are you? Good. <laughs> I'm great. Uh, we did. We had. We had some nice frosty cool piss over at Crawford's the other night. It was oh. very very nice. Oh, hot chicken, cold piss. Mm-hmm. This boy's dream come true. You bet. You bet. Sitting to your right and my left. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Silky voiced, gorgeous man, Mr. Matt Rousseau. Hello, oh. Matt. Oh, hi. That's me. Hi. Oh, hey, it is hi. you. Great and, to be here. Joining us is the overlord of the Unpopular Opinion Network. The reason we're all here, and the reason we're all bowing on our knee, on our knees, yeah, bowing to our sensei, mm-hmm. Mr. Like Adam it. Todd Brown. Thank you for having me. I thank you. I want to be beautiful too someday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to get to that, but I was, I was. No, it's fine. I was talking about your godliness first. <laughs> <laughs> Let us grovel to your. I'd nursing. rather, I'd rather be a pretty cashier. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not true. Uh, Adam, not I do have all. to thank you for putting us on the network. Of course, thank you for doing it. This it's, is a uh, fantastic show. Thank you. It's uh, it's a very big deal to us. It makes us very happy, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people are hearing us because you have us, and it means a lot to me. Well, it's it's been great for me too because yeah. I'm able to fill out the lineup with shit that I don't have to do anything for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's great. <laughs> yeah, here you are, <laughs> but here I am. Yeah, we duped him. <laughs> <laughs> we duped the boss. He's here. <laughs> Thanks, boss. Yeah. And you're not even undercover. You're supposed to be undercover. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's the yeah. whole thing. I'm supposed to see you sexually harassing the waitresses. <laughs> this janitor looks just like Adam. <laughs> I want to talk about something pretty uh, pretty dumb before Adam is going to drop a profile on us, gentlemen. Hell yeah. It's going to be very, very exciting. But Adam, did I ever tell you about the dream I had about uh, Sarah Silverman? <laughs> you, you certainly have not. <laughs> All right. So I just want to tell this. This is really dumb, but... Um, but uh, I had this dream. I was, and I follow Sarah Silverman on, on Instagram. You know, I love Sarah Silverman. She's like one of my top five favorite comics ever. You sure, know? I love her book, all the specials, the show. She's fantastic. You know, and she's like just seems like a very very kind person for a celebrity, right? You know, and um, so I follow her on Instagram, and I don't follow a lot of famous people on Instagram, but I love Sarah Silverman, and um, I, you know, she was dating uh, Michael Sheen, right? I don't think she is anymore. But I was probably going to bed, and I recently looked at her Instagram, you know, and the stories and stuff like that. And I was probably also watching pornography, you know? Oh. Of course. Not at the same time, but in, in shortly before bed. <laughs> sure. And uh, so I have this dream... And this is how lame my dreams are. In my dreams, I'm looking at my phone. <laughs> so I have this dream that Sarah Silverman updates her... Uh, pure vivid, dude. I'm talking vivid as fuck. <laughs> Completely real. Woke up the next day being like, holy shit. And I'm like, oh no, dude, that was totally fake, you idiot. Because in this dream, Sarah Silverman dating Michael Sheen is... <laughs> she's updating her Instagram story... In a 69 with him. (laughs) 
<laughs> and the thing is, is that it's guy on top sixty nine. <laughs> oh, so, yes. so it's from her point of view, you know, and like her, her tits are all like mashed down to the side because she's laying down. You know what I mean? And then Michael Sheen's face is like half gone into her because it's difficult. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. So you see it's like a maneuver. You see his chin sticking up or whatever, and she's narrating it like, oh yeah, there he's going down on me. We're sixty nine, like, and then you see like his dick come in the foreground because that's just dangling out like a yeah, blue mic. Right like, bl- Matt, did I tell you about this? No. This is, I dude, just guessed how dicks swing. Completely, vi- <laughs> completely vivid. And she's like just talking about it like very matter of fact. Like, ah, me and me and me and me and Michael are 69ing blah 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 and I was like this is nuts I was like what is she doing is she high I was like, I, I'm, like I'm reacting to it in my dream like this is like career suicide she's lost it you know and I was like no no she's, this is funny I was like she's taking the whole <laughs> celebrity on the internet thing and like you know ma- like making fun of it I was like she's just, like satirizing celebrity you know worship and culture on the internet I was like she's a genius like I thought she was a genius before but this is the most brilliant thing I've ever seen and then like and the next day I was like man I gotta I gotta like look up the news to find out what happened with that Sarah <laughs> Silverman 69 because <laughs> people are probably freaking out about it and I was like oh no that didn't happen <laughs> isn't that's, that completely insane that is, to have that lucid of a dream about yeah. it yeah dude it's very strange super super vivid I told you about yeah, it yeah yeah my favorite part of that is that you uh, <laughs> even when you're dreaming you're looking at your phone yeah. <laughs> I know it's, yeah. it's ridiculous that's why it was so believable <laughs> It, it must have been reality. Mm-hmm. I was looking at my phone. Right. Well, who would have a dream about looking? You know, looking at your phone? were there comments? Do, were, were people commenting? No, no. I, because it was just a story. You know what I mean? I don't know. I guess you can comment on stories. But oh yeah. I don't know. But like, it's but, very funny. But it was so. It was so so crazy. Guy on top sixty nine. Guy on top sixty nine, especially is hysterical. You know, <laughs> and she she was just talking about like, yeah, we're doing this kind of whatever. You know, like it was just like so matter of fact and and funny. And I was just like. This is a genius move. If anybody, I mean, I still think that. I still think if any celebrity suddenly did something that insanely shocking, I would be like, whoa, bravo, dude. Like, this is funny. Nobody's with me on this. Nobody's. Uh, try it out. <laughs> try it out. Yeah, try Thank it out. you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I just I, I just the image of Michael Sheen's hog dangling in the frame like a boom mic in a porno. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that you know, imagine it from a phone. Once it gets in frame, it's gigantic. It looks yeah. like the moon. So where was she holding? <laughs> like it's like it, like imagine like it was her, POV. So it's like her chin down. You know, mm-hmm. like like so she's yeah. So. It's her POV. <laughs> it's her yeah. POV from like her face lying down in a sixty nine. So when this hog comes into frame, it's gigantic. <laughs> You know, it's a fucking it's blurry. Yeah, yeah. Just but like, like there's, here's it's his, not a here's his dick hanging down. I guess I'm gonna suck it. Right, because she it's a free. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's not a true 69 because she's able to talk. Right. Well. Yeah. Yeah. God. Um. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of. It's fine. No, no, no. The story's no. falling apart. No, 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 no. It's a 69. Well, the position. Your is dream a world is falling apart. <laughs> I know. God. She wasn't given back. It sounds like. Well, she's got to update. Like she's got to update the Instagram yeah, first. Update the stream. You got it. You got to You got to Yeah, I got to have a great social media presence. It's very important in this game. Yeah, yeah. dude.
So yeah, that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, we uh, we have the, uh, this is the first episode since we've had the Patreon running. Wow. Yes, isn't yes. that exciting? It's very exciting. We have thirty-two or thirty-three subscribers. Thank you. Thirty-three. Um, we have um, fifteen tryouts. Right, that's our five dollar a month members. Yes. Right, they we, are trying it out. Yes, <laughs> we have eleven eleven piss connoisseurs. <sighs> wow. Very very nice. We have two mopes, mm. couple of mopes, couple of mopes, a buck a month. Hey. I feel like there's more of all those things in this audience. So yeah yeah you no we're, both yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna get there. But we have three complete total freak at the teaks. Oh man, which is the the seventy five dollar a month package. God bless those God freaks. those guys. AJ Battalion, Rob. Thank you so much. It's a very big deal to us. Uh, our mope in chief is my friend in Chicago, Karen Ann Hiringa. Mm. Laura Crawford, who works on the program for no money, gave uh, is a mope. Hey, uh, she's losing money on this. Yeah, program. she's losing. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> and uh, everybody in between. Thank you so much. It made a, a huge difference to uh, a huge deal to us. And um, if you listen to the program and you don't want to subscribe to the Patreon, please donate to our PayPal mm. profiles and eccentricity podcast at gmail.com. If you listen to all the episodes and you give us what? A nickel, a dime a per Bitcoin. episode. Give them a nickel. Uh, yeah, one yeah. Bit, one bit. Give us just one Bitcoin. It's just <laughs> yeah. a coin. Yeah, it's one coin. Hello, it can't be that much. Yeah. yeah. Take one off your dresser. Uh-huh. Flip, flip it to it. them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heads or tails. Um, yeah, so we're, we're going to be, uh, we, we have the Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey episode on the pro- Patreon right now. We're going to uh, do an ap- after episode Tonight. today. Very nice. And uh, put that on there. And um, some other things. I'm going to throw up the full MP3 of the theme music. I think somebody might give a shit about that. Yeah, shout out I to love Rick it. Wood. Yeah. Shout yeah, out thanks, to Rick Wood. You, Rick. And uh, we're going to get all the merch out to everybody that's um, very, very pronto. i got to yeah. get shirt sizes from all the guys, the total freaks, the theeks. Yeah, you want it to fit. Yeah, You well. want it to fit. You want to yeah. try it on, try it out. You're a good looking freak. Cut it up. Wear it when you sleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, like that. But Adam, you have a monster profile. I want to dive right on into that. Sir... The floor is yours. I want to talk about Vladimir Putin. Yes. Fascinating man. He is a fascinating man who I think people really underestimate in terms of his influence in the world. He's one of those historical figures where we'll all look back at some point and go, man, we let that get out of hand. Yeah. (laughs) That was a lot. And, you know, it's pertinent to what's happening in the world today because, like, one of the things that made me want to do this, I talked about, I talk about uh, Cal Exit all the time and how if that ever happened, we'd probably just get invaded by Russia right away and we would be a part of Russia. Mm. And the pushback I always get is people are like, oh, is, is Russia still even a superpower? Like, that's unrealistic. They haven't been that since World War II. And it's like, man, Putin won our election. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. he is the leader of Russia, and he won the U.S. election, Yeah, basically, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's all the power you really need. Yeah. And I feel like people know Putin exists, and they know he's maybe an unsavory character, but they don't really know, like, how bad it is, but also how charismatic this guy is Mm -hmm. like he's a he's a brutal leader but he does some of the most charming fucking things in the history of politics like yeah if trump was putin 
I might feel better about it, mm. minus the racism, mm-hmm. because he's there's something about the way Putin carries himself where it's like, you know, if you're a football fan, your quarterback is probably a piece of shit, mm-hmm. a trash person. But you're like, yeah, but he's my trash person because that's my team. Yeah. And I get why people rally around Putin the way they do. Uh, after looking into him as much as I have. So I want to talk about Vladimir Putin. Yeah. he's He comes from a military family. One of the, the, the things I think he definitely has going for him is he's probably not a Nazi. His uh, <laughs> Yeah. It's oh, a great place to start. <laughs> <laughs> because he comes from a military family. Uh, a lot of them fought in World War II. He's had several relatives who were killed by Nazis in World War II. What do they call that again? They call it the... Do they call it the Great War, or the, the Russians have a, their own name for World War Two? Oh, I think another it, another day. Here we go again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it is the Great War. Yeah. So that's a good thing. Like at least he doesn't have Nazi shit in his background because I feel like he's kind of trying to take over the world, and it's I guess comforting that he's not a Nazi. I don't know. So his early life, he has talked in a bunch of interviews about how, when he was a child, the thing he most wanted to do was be like the Russian Secret Service agents he would see in the movies. Hmm. So the people that were fighting James Bond, when we're in America cheering for James Bond, he's like, nah, I like that other guy. Yeah. I want to be that other guy. Wow. I like these Blofeld guys. (laughs) Yeah. And that's on. That's from the the official Russian government website. Is there's a bio of Vladimir Putin, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I just wanted to be like a movie badass Russian secret service agent." God, that scares the fuck out of yeah. me. And that's what this was his goal from childhood. So <laughs> at age twelve, he takes up judo and sambo. Does anyone know what sambo is? No, I do not. Yeah. Apparently, Sambo is a Russian version of martial arts that was started by the Red Army sometime in the 1920s, and it's supposed to take all the different martial arts and just cherry-pick the parts that they think work the best, and they combined it all into their own version of martial arts. Mm. So he takes this up at 12. He is a black belt in judo. And a, what is the word for it? Because it only exists in <laughs> Russia. He is... Uh, it's a color that only exists in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> He's a national master of sports in Sambo. Wow. And Sambo is, in addition to being a Russian form of martial arts, it's an acronym for a bunch of Russian words that just mean to defend without a weapon. Mm. So Vladimir Putin can kill you with his hands. Yes. Which, I'm going to be honest, I want that in a leader. I feel mm-hmm. like if Trump got in a fist fight with almost any world leader, he would get worn the fuck out. <laughs> <Yeah>. And that <laughs> bothers me. Sure. Because I've seen too many movies where, like, even Morgan Freeman as president might throw a punch and it connects and sure. we win. Yeah. I feel like Trump's just going to get annihilated. Mm-hmm. Anyone he fights. Yeah. 
and I wish I had that kind of judo sambo master confidence. Yeah, I feel in like any president. I feel like Trump. If you remember the first X Men movie, when that senator just turns into like a blob, <laughs> <laughs> he's already like, jumped through a punch. It's just like melt mm-hmm. into the guy's. Face. He would explode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He would fucking explode. So that's another thing Putin has going for him, and I think it's one of the things that lends to why he's so popular in Russia. Yeah, garner, yeah. garners respect. Yeah, yeah. and, and they, no. you want to talk about a patriarchy. Like, the mm. U.S. does not have a fucking patriarchy compared to Russia. No. He is oh, no, the no, patriarch no, no, no. of yeah. a patriarchal system where they worship a strong man, and rightfully so, given their history. They've been worshiping men, strong men, for right. goddamn 100 years. Yeah. And they've had just a completely different world experience over the past century, so it, may, it makes sense that they worship this father figure yeah even that picture of him shirtless on the horse that we all laugh at (laughs) like within russia they're like check out our fucking president yeah that's a man right there yeah that was one of the messages he was trying to send with that picture was look i'm not like these effeminate hipster dudes in europe i'm yeah i'm the shit i'm I'm a manly president yeah and i will ride a horse with no shirt yeah he was a more of a cowboy president than bush was I was, still spo- never, I was I supposed to be a cowboy. Yeah. I don't. I still don't think I've ever seen Bush on a horse. No. Yeah, yeah. Funny and enough. I've definitely never seen Trump without a shirt. <laughs> Thank and God. And again, like I, that's one thing I liked about. I felt like when Obama was in office, if he pulled it off on TV, we'd be like, hell yeah, look at our president. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're fucking right. Yeah. But Trump, oh. Yeah. Disaster. I just made a KFC. I would want us to be invaded. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's kind of his his backstory as a child. I want to be a secret service agent. I'm going to learn some judo and some sambo. I hope it's sambo, not sambo. Yeah, no, it's, sambo. Good. it's sambo. Yeah, I've heard it before. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> did you know the only Taibo? S- <laughs> did you know the only sambos still in America is in Santa Barbara, California? <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> Say, oh, oh, it's a restaurant. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, racist, Ra- racist themed restaurant. In, oh, uh, what? Yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> in uh, in Springfield, Mass. There's Road a, trip. In Springfield, Mass. There's a place called the Plantation Inn. Oh boy, uh, there's, there's oh. even a side on the highway for it. Ooh. There's soup plantation. Is it kind of like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You licking your lips about soup plantation? <laughs> Dude, they got a really good Chinese chicken salad. <laughs> I do like a Chinese chicken salad. Yeah, that's there a good go. call on a plantation. <laughs> sambo. Oof. I challenge Yikes. you to a sambo <laughs> duel. <laughs> so, after he uh, grows up and becomes a sambo master and gets his black belt in <laughs> judo. He joins the KGB in 1975, uh, a year before the oldest motherfucker in the room was even a glimmer in anyone's eye. Yeah. Putin is already joining the KGB, which, if you're unfamiliar, just go look up the KGB. It was a brutal organization. Yeah. And he uh, was prominent in the KGB. He served in Dresden, East Germany from 1985 to 1990 posing as a German translator, speaks fluent German. Like, I I get the sense he doesn't like Germany. Like, he learned German even though all of his relatives were killed by Germans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when he joins the KGB, one of his first assignments is go spy on Germany yeah but acting as a German translator <laughs> yeah and, 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 and the East the, the East Germany secret police was 
devastating. Yeah, they Every, were everybody was snitching. Harsh, and uh, and uh, they 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 did a lot of psychological operations. Like they would know that you were maybe uh, like sketchy, and and they'd know everything about it, and they would. They wouldn't even like kill you or abduct you or uh, they just come in your house, move a bunch of shit around to fuck with your head. Devastating psyops. It was paranormal like activity. That. It was paranormal activity. But <laughs> seriously, <laughs> seriously. Like it was just like, oh, you come home and you're like, who could have come in here and did this? And it was just this way of telling you without even without even showing you a mm-hmm. person's face, you know what you're up to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh god. I mean, can you imagine the dread? Oh yeah, like yeah. like that's the thing is like you know and and no wonder they th- that the the probably worst KGB ness of the KGB happened in East Germany because they were like wanted to punish them for the right. millions that were slaughtered in Russia. Yeah, and it's even when they weren't being overtly brutal, there was just that air that that yeah. knowing that anyone you're talking to could be total paranoia, part yeah. of the secret police. Yeah, and so that's the environment he plunges headfirst into when he joins the KGB. He goes to he goes to the heart of it. He's when the Berlin Wall is finally torn down, he's in East Germany burning documents. Wow. Uh on behalf of the KGB so protesters don't get their hands on him. Sure. The scope of the things he's been involved in cuz the dude another thing, I don't even know how old he is, <laughs> but he looks great. Yeah. Yeah. He looks really good for his age. He's got to be I mean, if he joined the KGB in '75, in '75, that was 43 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's got to be pushing 60 yeah, in his 60s. in his 60s. But he sure as shit doesn't look it. He looks wonderful. Yeah, it's amazing for how long he's been in power too. How young he is, considering. Right. Maybe he is rasp. Putin. Ooh. Hmm. Oh. He's rescued his penis. His <laughs> 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 dick's in a jar, but he is the leader of Russia. He's not. He's not a very tall man. No. What, no. what surprised me because no. of, because of like you know you think of him on the horse and being ripped and stuff like that, but he's he's uh, not a very tall fellow. Yeah. So he is at various points forced to join the Communist Party, but he's not a, really a communist. Even when he's working for Russia, he ends up having his big breakup with the Communist Party in 91 when there's the coup against Gorbachev. He's like, "Uh, I don't want any part of that. I think this is our guy. Because that was communist hardliners who were trying to overthrow him. Yeah, And Putin is, we'll talk about it a little bit more later, but he's almost like a moderate politician in Russia. Sure. Compared to the the other politicians running around him, mm-hmm. so he parts ways with the Communist Party in 1991, and just sort of becomes a sort of a faceless politician for the next few years. Boris Yeltsin becomes president, and as Yeltsin's time in office is running out, he's facing this crazy bribery and corruption scandal, and. He's facing jail time. His family's facing jail time. And it's all the opposition party can think about is getting this guy out of office so we can nail him on these corruption charges. Like the same kind of shit that would happen here if there was a really corrupt president running. There would, you know, crazy. In what world? (laughs) Not on our soil. That's why we're doing this episode, so we can avoid shit like this. And so in the midst of all this, Putin basically goes to Yeltsin and is like, look, 
if you appoint me as your successor, and if I win the election, I'll just pardon you. So why don't we work together? No shit. To get me elected. And Yeltsin is all for it because around this time also, first he appoints him head of the FSB, which is the uh, successor to the KGB. KGB. So he's now the head of the Russian secret police for about a year. And then the Chechen, the second Chechen war starts. Mm -hmm. And when that starts, Yeltsin makes Putin acting prime minister. So he's right there now he's almost president yeah and the chechen war has started but he's still this mostly faceless nameless politician who has declared he's going to run for president but people are like we don't give a shit we're probably still not going to vote for you and we're going to charge a guy with corruption and fuck you but he takes this really hard line stance on the chechen war yeah and then the russian apartment bombings happen and i i want to point out that I've gotten a lot of the stuff up to this point from Wikipedia just to point out that it's like conspiracy theory levels weird that in the Wikipedia page the Russian apartment bombings aren't mentioned at all in how he came to power and it would be like leaving 9-11 out of George Bush's Wikipedia page like the Russian apartment bombings they killed 293 people Injured, I think a thousand more. These were Chechen rebels. That's the thing. There were there were from September fourth to September sixteenth, nineteen ninety nine. There were four bombings, and it was immediately blamed on Chechen rebels. The first time I learned about his walk, if you anyone out there Google's Vladimir Putin's walk, he walks. They call it the Gunslinger Gate. Yeah. The Gunslinger's Gate. Yeah. And he walks like his arm, his left arm moves freely, his legs move normally, but his right arm never moves. And the first time I noticed that was when I was researching the Russian apartment bombings, because there's this really famous scene after those bombings happen of him walking into parliament and people just cheering like, here comes the guy that's going to save us from these Chechen fucks. Yeah. And we're eventually going to make him president but russia also probably did those bombings like it was it was a slapstick comedy that killed 293 people basically it was a false flag attack and it's not like it's a thing they've obviously never confirmed because putin is president and he wouldn't be if they confirmed that he pulled off four apartment bombings But I did an entire episode about just the Russian apartment bombings. The first really weird thing, they immediately blame it on Chechnyans. Putin calls for this airstrike. They start bombing Chechnya in response to this. And there's one bombing, then there's another bombing. And then this Russian Duma representative goes on national television and says, I've just been told that there was a third bombing in the town of Vogeldonsk. And he's right. There was a third bombing in the town of Vogeldonsk. But it happened three fucking days later. So, Oh, my God. <laughs> so three days before this shit happens, he goes, yeah, there's the, another. The, what about the thing in Volgodonsk? Right. And it's. So, he, yeah, got wind of the plan. And it's it's like, remember, Trump sort of did that. He was like, oh, well, the, someone mentioned like he heard a thing about a terrorist attack on Fox News 
in like Sweden and the next morning was like, yeah, there's a thing in Sweden. Hmm. So this was basically that. But instead of the Trump hearing like fake news on Fox, this guy just heard actual government plans and was like, oh, did that happen already? I can go tell the people. Yeah. And they still did the third bomb. And even that, and they were like, "They're a good idea." <laughs> yeah. Let's go do vocal. Oh, we forgot. <laughs> we'll go back. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't press start. <laughs> no. Shit! I knew I forgot something. Fuck. Send. And <laughs> and that by itself is a thing you could still like. It's still hard to explain, but you could like you could be like, "Yeah, he just got his wires crossed." Blah. blah, blah who knows? Mm. But then there's a fourth bombing, and then the fifth bombing, which happens in a town called Ryazan. They caught the people planning the bomb and arrested them maybe 10 to 12 hours later. Uh In between them arresting the people who planted the bomb, Putin goes on television and is like, now I just heard the the fucking people in Ryazan just stopped another bombing. So we're really under attack, but good for them for stopping things. And then they arrest the people. They find the people who were planning the bomb. FSB agents. (laughs) They were government oh, agents planning a bomb that used the exact same materials no. that were used in the other four and bombs. And Putin wasn't on top of that? Here's After it happened, Putin goes back on television and was like, oh, no, 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 that was a drill, and you all did great. Wow. You uh-huh. caught the people like you were supposed to. Good job. And uh, like, can what? You, can you tell me a little bit more about what the official line was of the apartment bombings because I don't know anything about these bombings. Do you? No, I just... Uh, God, I remember maybe... Like, who, who was being targeted? These are bombs in apartment buildings? They were just killing Russian people. Because the Chechens, they're, they're Muslim, right? Yeah. yeah uh, so there, there's that dynamic between and they're they're, they're they're landlocked by Russia. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, it's not even as if like they, they can become, like, yeah. you know, a breakaway. Like, they're, right. they're so totally surrounded by yeah. Russian... You know, allied people. Yeah. You know, so it's like yeah. And the month before the second Chechen war had started, when Chechnya they invaded uh, Dagestan, mm-hmm. which was an area of an an area that I believe Russia controlled at the time, or no, that Chechnya controlled, and they went into it and said, "Nope, we are we're our own state. Uh, Russia doesn't own us. No one owns us." Mm-hmm. And Russia was like, "All right, we have to take Crimea back now because yeah, they're being this way," and or Chechnya. But even then, there was like the war had started, but it was kind of like a, if you were trying to get us to go to the Middle East before nine eleven, right? Like most people would be like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to really sell me on that." <laughs> Boy. And then 9-11 happens, Boy. and a lot of us are like... Wait till I get a load of this. Yeah. <laughs> can, can I kill someone? <laughs> Good job. Yeah, you yeah. convinced us. And the Russian apartment bombings were basically Russia's 9-11, and Putin probably did that shit. Every murdered journalist you've heard about over the past few yeah. years in Russia was looking into this. Mm. Yes. that This is the story that Putin murders journalists over. Wow. And it's the death rates of journalists in in Russia is just astonishing. It's one of the most dangerous places to yeah. be a journalist. Yeah, and it's a lot a, of dirty shit there, man. Mm-hmm. That is a filthy, filthy war. Those Chechen wars. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my god. 
And they blame these bombings on this Chechen guy who never surfaces. He's still... Was it Curveball? Was it the guy who gave us the the secrets (laughs) to the Iraq war? (laughs) Probably. Yeah, he's still on the run to this day. Two other people that they said arranged it were both killed. Really? Yeah. So that's how Putin took power. And it's a thing that... When people think about, oh, Russia meddling in U.S. elections and shit, like, it seems kind of minor, but you have to think about the guy that's doing it. Sure. And the the type of things he's trying to do in the big scheme of things. He's a terrifying person. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mob tactics. People. It's mob tactics. But right? not only that is that it's it's it's. Like we said, we we talked about Putin in, in the uh, the Alexander Alakine episode. It's like these people are chess players. Yeah, they come from that world mm-hmm. of you know taking your time and making careful moves. Right, and you know I I feel like he's he's shown that incredibly, and he's currently I mean driving the Europeans nuts about just denying fact, like yeah. just denying yeah. truth wholesale. Like they're just like. D- diplomats are split in the UK right now on how to handle this guy, right? Because he'll, he's like, if you, he's like, if you listen to things that they're saying, it's like it's out of another world. It's factually just fairy tales, you know. And people are like, oh no, we still got to be nice to him and stuff like that. And other people are like, no, 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 we need to fucking cut this fucker off, right. and yeah. be hardline on him, you know. Yeah. So he basically takes power via the Russian apartment bombings. At this point, he had already been made interim prime minister. And another brilliant thing they did. A couple months after the Russian apartment bombings, after Putin has all this goodwill on his side for having reacted swiftly with everyone so scared, Yeltsin resigns and appoints Putin as his successor, which means instead of elections happening June the next year, according to the Russian constitution, they had to happen within three months. Wow. So now Putin, fresh off this Russian apartment bombing Brilliant. thing, that looks Brilliant. like a huge victory yeah. for him. Who, who's gonna, who else is going to Yeah, win? he's like, all right, I'm just going to run right now, and yeah. let's see how this goes. And he barely wins. He wins 53% of the vote. No shit. Yeah. Again? Second to Communist Party? Yes. Yeah. Second, Communist Party has always come in second, you know? Mm. Yeah. In the last election, they came in second. I mean, we're talking about, yeah. you know, 12% of the vote. Right. right. But yeah, he still got, kind of amazing. He got 53% of the vote, and then, you know, he takes office, and as many awful things as we hear about him, he does really great things for Russia. Like, he was Time Magazine's Man of the Year in 2007, and it wasn't really for being awful. It was for pulling Russia out of a really dark spot. Mm -hmm. He is, I think, to this day, pretty much revered. In Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they liked him so much. When 2008 hit and he could no longer, he couldn't run for a third term, the guy who wins the presidency just makes Putin prime minister. Yeah. And And then then he's able to run again. Yeah. And then he's able to run again. And in that time, they expand term limits to six years. So Putin runs again in 2012, wins... Runs in 2018, which is a a thing I looked into on another podcast, and what's really terrifying about Russia is as much bad as we hear about Putin, if you look at the people he's running against, they're all crazier. (sighs) And if they're not crazier, they definitely hate us more than he does. Like, I would have voted for Putin Mm -hmm. if I lived in Russia, Mm -hmm. probably. And 
so he's revered there now. He had he has the second highest approval rating of any world leader registered in history, which was eighty one percent in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. The highest was Tony Blair with ninety three percent. Jesus Tony Christ! Went in, yeah. in like ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah. I mean the the it was Tony Blair was riding that whole third way politics thing yeah. that Clinton championed, you know, and like yeah, we're gonna privatize and it's gonna be great. Yeah. But then I mean, you know, also Tony Blair kind of went down in flames a little bit later. <laughs> they really hated him later. Holy shit! Yeah. So he gets these good approval ratings, not just because, you know, his policies are working for Russia for a while, but he's also just charismatic as fuck. Yeah. Like, he he does the kind of shit that you almost want, again, you want your president, mm-hmm. if any world leader is going to be that guy, you want your president to be that guy. Uh, one thing he does, he's always late. And they say it's more of a power move thing than he's just disorganized. In 2013, he kept the Pope waiting for an hour. <laughs> oh he had God. a pre-scheduled meeting with the Pope. Yeah. And he was like, I'll get there. Yeah. What's you know that, that guy you know, got going a, on? a Clinton thing, too? Everybody around Clinton talked about Clinton time. Oh, really? Yeah, Clinton time. But the thing, the, the, the thing they said about Clinton was that he never, you could never get him the fuck anywhere. Like out of anywhere because he kept shaking hands and fucking glad you know oh, yeah. making people feel special, which is you know what got him elected. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think Putin wants people not to feel special. Mm-hmm. Right? He wants people to feel like he's the special one, and he kept John Kerry waiting for three hours <laughs> at a meeting in 2013. That's unbelievable. He kept Queen Elizabeth waiting an hour for a meeting once. The parents of children who had been killed in a plane crash recently, two hours late for a meeting, which of all the people yeah. to not make them wait, oh. you at least throw the parents of the murdered kids, well, not murdered, but yeah, you don't make the parents of the dead kids It's wait. not like they have a babysitter there. <laughs> yeah. They don't got to pick up the kids from school or anything. Yeah. Where are they going? <laughs> they just shed a lot of responsibility, so they have time to they have Schedule time to really wait. opened up. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, president of Ukraine, he showed up late for a meeting, showed up late already, and then just hung out on the street talking to a biker (laughs) for another hour before he bothered going inside. (laughs) What a creep, dude. (laughs) What a creep. Oh, is that a Harley? What kind of hog you got? (laughs) Wait, could could, uh, the Ukrainian president, like, see him out the window? He just sees him for, like, an hour? Just stand Some bike messenger. (laughs) Fucking bullshit, man. Good God. Me, me, I've got nothing better to do. No, don't, don't worry. Please tell me about your fixed gear. <laughs> yeah. Let him watch. <laughs> when he was supposed to meet Trump for the first time, he just didn't show up. Trump was already <laughs> in Moscow and had this meeting <laughs> scheduled. I'm not going to go. And Putin was like, net. <laughs> and just sent like sent like representatives or something, and Trump. I mean, I think fi- eventually met him at some point, but mm-hmm. on that first trip, the same trip that like the piss tape is supposed to have come from, yeah. and all that, he was supposed to meet Putin, and Putin just stood him up, which I respect the shit out of. Him. <laughs> That's fantastic. Is, is, yeah. is that the one where Trump was like, "Will he be my best friend? Maybe I'll meet." Yes, <laughs> he's like tweeted that right before he went, <laughs> and it's like, no, he's not even going to come hang. 
He does not want to get booked on your show. Well, I mean, if you see that tweet, you're going to be like, ooh, yeah, this guy. This guy smells like piss. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, he takes power in a really awful and harsh way, but then just starts doing all this cute shit <laughs> on the world stage. So people are like, eh, what are we going to do? He's so, so charming. He uh, The way he poisons those people and <laughs> they all turn yeah. green. It's like, oh, <laughs> adorable. The, the thing I think about, though, like, imagine we're in this country, because we are, <laughs> and now imagine 9-11 happened. <laughs> and there are, there are people who are like, man, that was a false flag attack. The government did that. And to most people, that is the craziest thing. And you have to imagine if you're on the Russian side and someone's like, your president did those bombings, you're going to be like, come on. Mm -hmm. He loves this country. He loves us. Even if he's not the best all the time, he's certainly not murdering 293 right. people. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, he probably did. Yeah. But who, who would want to believe that mm -hmm. about their president? Yeah. Especially if you're Russia- and you've just come out of this period where, you know, the economy was getting really grim. There was all this corruption. And then along comes Putin and boosts the economy. Yeah. Living conditions get significantly better. And you just kind of have to ignore that maybe he pulled off the Russian apartment bombings. Right. And it wasn't. It's not like it wasn't a story in Russia. Yeah. If you look into those bombings, there's a video that's it it looks like an episode of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And it's five Russian secret service agents, the FSB agents, and the entire populace of that apartment complex where they caught the people trying to plant that fifth bomb, and it's just the people, the residents of this building peppering these secret service agents with questions which is a thing that would never happen in russia now they would just yeah. murder all of those people yeah probably on tv but russia <laughs> like russia was in this weird transition period where they were still like kind of trying to be kind of free and open and democratic but also putin was like i don't want to do that anymore so let's just start lying but First, we have to get through the, the Russian apartment bombing. Sure. And another story I love. After they invaded Crimea and annexed it from Ukraine, he goes to this winery, which is in Crimea, because he owns Crimea now. He's annexed it. He controls it. And the thing he does to celebrate, he goes to this winery and drinks a 240-year-old bottle of wine that Ukraine had been preserving as like a national treasure. Oh my God! <laughs> and he drinks dome. it with Silvio Berlusconi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the fucking disgraced former prime minister of Italy. Bunga Famous bunga. for the Bunga Bunga party. Yeah. Maybe there was some Sambo involved. <laughs> yeah. I I, my, my favorite Silvio Berlusconi thing is that, that, that really shitty granny flip phone footage where he acts like he's butt fucking his chauffeur. <laughs> you ever seen that? <laughs> In front of his buddies, he's like, hey, check it out, I'm fucking this guy. With his greasy sprayed but, on. But uh, it was so pixelated, you couldn't really see if it was him. But of course it was check him. Check it out, I'm a butt fucking <laughs> hey, man. Hey. <laughs> Think he's going to get elected again. He's back. He's back mm -hmm. in. Well, they, the Italians have a thing. They kind of like having a fucking weirdo uh, PM. Like, it's, yeah. It's going to. Yeah, he's corrupt. He's the prime minister. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. 
so yeah, he he drinks this two hundred and forty year old. It was a. 1775 Jerez de la Frontera, Jesus Christ. which was brought to the region by Count Mikhail Vorontsov when Catherine the Great controlled the Russian Empire. Oh my God. Can you imagine just being like, I'm going to drink that shit? What if it tasted like shit? So he just <laughs> powered through but it. I bet it was amazing. Oh, I'm sure it was. Oh, I yeah. bet it was the best. And oh, to drink yeah. it with Berlusconi. That's such oh, a yeah. shit move. Ugh. Like, why was he even there? <laughs> like, in full makeup and shit. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like fucking Liberace. He's wiping the wine from his mouth. He looks like Jack Nicholson's Joker wiping off the, the, <laughs> the grease paint. <laughs> he also stole a Super Bowl ring. Is that yes. what yes. oh, can you great. Can you he's, give me a brief? He stole Robert Kraft's Super Bowl ring, which if you're going to steal a Super Super Bowl ring from any NFL owner. Take it from the motherfucker who owns the Patriots. But Robert Kraft was in Russia for God knows what, and he has this meeting with Putin, and he brings one of his Super Bowl rings and shows it to Putin, and allegedly Putin looks at it and goes, I could kill someone with this ring, and then just slips it in his pocket. And when Robert Kraft asks for it back, he just turns and walks away. And he was surrounded <laughs> by three FSB agents at the time. Yeah. So Robert Kraft is like, I don't uh. think I can do anything about huh. this. And after it happens, the government contacts Robert Kraft, the U.S. government, and they're like, would you consider just letting him keep it so we stay on good terms with Russia? You're kidding. And this, the, no. And Robert Kraft agrees but then John McCain gets wind of this. No! Maverick time! <laughs> Here I come! And he decides to call out Putin for stealing Robert Kraft's <laughs> ring. Like, th- thanks for coming to yeah. defense of the heroes. Yeah. I didn't McCain. spend five years in a bamboo cage so that Putin could steal this fucker's ring. <laughs> so... <laughs> Stupid. He calls so he calls on Putin to give this ring back, and at first Putin is like, "Well, the whole time Putin's like, we don't have it anymore. I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> it killed somebody with it, and it's uh, it's allegedly still in the Kremlin in a room dedicated to gifts given." To Russia by foreign governments. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's like on it's, display. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. On, it's on Putin's Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> and when John McCain calls him out, he's like, "Sorry, dude, we don't have your ring." But he <laughs> he offers to make Robert Kraft a new ring, and issues the snarkiest goddamn statement over it. This is Putin's quote. We will ask our representatives to craft a really good, noticeable thing so it's clear that it's expensive, made of good metal with a rock, dot, 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 so that this jewel is passed on from generation to generation in the team whose interests Mr. Kraft represents. Uh, wow. Uh, oh, you wouldn't even and dignify their name. they never made that ring. Hell yeah! That's that ring gangster. has not been replaced. I got your Patriots right here! <laughs> yeah, I know where the ring is. <laughs> I know where the ring is. You're going to kiss it. <laughs> so, the, stories like that, when I hear them, I'm like... I, I kind of like the guy. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Like, it's it's funny stuff, and it's... Now, do you think that, in your, in, your, in your opinion, do you think that those are stories deliberately crafted by him because 
he knows how people will talk about it. I think to some extent, for sure. I would say so. I, I feel like the minute Robert Kraft asked for his ring back, that's probably the second Putin was like, I'm going to steal it. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's worried yeah, I'm going to steal he, it, he, he so gave I'm going to steal the, it. He gave up the position there. Yeah. By asking for it, he, you know, he gave Putin his back. Yeah, yeah. And that is, that is an unprecedented power move. He stole thousands of dollars worth of jewelry in front of cameras and television from a fucking U.S. business interest, and we were just like, let him keep it. You yeah. don't know who you're fucking with. Yeah. And, and in Russia, it's got to be like, oh, he's robbing the rich Americans. He's yeah. just doing oh, it to yeah. their face now. Yeah. The Patriots. Yeah. The Patriots. <laughs> a team called the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, Russia fucking loves this guy. And it's not hard to see why. he's Like I said, he's so charming. There's Can we listen yeah. to him singing? I'm going to queue it up. <laughs> There's this video that I, I came across while I was researching this. First of all, that's Vladimir Putin playing the piano. He shows up at this, like, charity fundraiser in St. Petersburg, Russia. And there's all these celebrities in the audience. Uh, Kurt Russell is there, Goldie Hawn's there, Gerard, Gerard Depardieu Depard is clapping along! <laughs> psycho! Save me some wine! And Putin just shows up and charms the shit out of the entire room! Singing Blueberry Hill! And Goldie Hawn is England. loving it! <laughs> the man Hollywood's just full, full of a bunch of sycophants. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely! And it's like... What were they doing there? I want to know what that charity was. They were getting bugs. So those kids. Oh yeah, yeah that kids holding hands. Beautiful. Amazing. Yeah, we don't have to listen to all of it. I just want people to know that he's a fucking crooner. I mean, he's pretty smooth. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a fine voice. He apparently can can play the piano. Yeah. And these are all things like I. Why can't Trump do any of this? Gerard Depardieu could not be happier. I am so <laughs> in love with this. Like, God, that's good like stuff. Like, if Trump could at least just come out and shred someone on Madden or yeah. something, I'd be like... You want the Arsenio moment? Yeah, yeah. 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 Shred <laughs> someone on Madden? <laughs> that's where we How are crazy now. would that be? Dude, if, you see if Trump was like, Trump give me the sticks. <laughs> give me the sticks. And just fucking annihilated some kid at Madden. We would lose our shit. Yeah. yeah. And it would be for the worst. And that's kind of what's happening with Putin. Like, yeah. he does all this awful shit, but then he'll show up and charm the pants off Goldie Hawn, right. singing Blueberry Hill, and Russia's like... He's better than your guy, yeah. if nothing else. Yeah. And he's keeping us safe. And there's tons of pictures of him with animals. Yeah. Have you looked up any of the... There's. I've seen a few. If you just Google Putin with animals, mm -hmm. you're going to go down a rabbit hole Ooh. and a, a puppy hole. Yeah, yeah. I think, that, I, think I have the Putin puppy calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just like... <laughs> Despots and the dogs that love them. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's Putin and coming out of a, a pumpkin. <laughs> and it's not just like cute puppies. There's pictures of him like petting tigers sure. and bears and all this shit. <laughs> Rear naked choking and <laughs> a lion. <laughs> and the thinking is that, one, he wants to make himself not look like a heartless dictator, but also he seems to just love puppies. Yeah. There's There's a video you can find out there of the president of Turkmenistan presenting him with a gift puppy. It was like this especially rare breed of puppy. And the president of Turkmenistan just scoops it up and holds it up in the air by the scruff of the neck like a sacrifice. (laughs) And Putin looks so delighted. He gets up and he looks so happy. Yeah, He's done such an amazing job of crafting this public image that plays really well to the rest of the world. And to us, we just don't know. Like, we don't pay any attention. We know, like, we hear these stories, and we hear Russian meddling, and we're like, yeah, that guy lives a million miles from us. It doesn't matter. But he's such a fucking threat Mm -hmm. to the world right now. Yeah. And he's someone I just wish people would look into. Well, he's also managed to, to. I mean, if you look at the relationship president to pre- president, which is which is uh, three presidents deep now. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, remember George Bush famously said, "I looked him in the eye and I trust him" and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you know there was the Georgian invasion, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there's been this thing of he's been very good at delicately being like, "Am I friend or foe?" for a very long time. Right. You know, and kind of, like, I think just biding time. Biding time to expand what he needs to yeah. to really consolidate the most power right. by kind of playing us very hard well, for yeah, a long time. Yeah, well, that's the, the, the benefit to, have, to running a nigh dictatorship or at least having, like, this, you know, long-running it's hegemony. Un- it's, it's unofficial it's a, czar. Right? He, yeah. You have that luxury of time. Yeah. Yeah. And when you really do only care about the best interests of the Russian people and Russia, the the the, the state, the idea. Well, that's the that's the thing. I'm I'm sorry. Continue. But I was, what I was going to say was if 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 the apartment bombings are true, it is that thing of like you have to imagine the chaos Russia was in at that time. Yeah, he right? did it and, for the love and, of Russia and where the country really could have gone. Yeah, B- because you know we humiliated Germany after the First World War, right? And that's why we rebuilt everything after the Second World War because we saw. What, what our punishment did, it creates resentment. Yeah. Right. Now, we didn't do that after the fall of communism, and we went into Russia with a lot of very hard-handed free market tactics, Yeah, and it turned a lot of people against us, and nobody really understands that. We just think about, oh, Russia after Evil communism was a, was a wreck, you know, and we, and we don't understand that there is a national resentment of the shit we wrought. Mm-hmm. I mean, we rubbed their noses in it. Yeah. We won the Cold War. And, you know, just shoved the dog's face in its own piss, you know? And then it, then there's blowback. Yeah. There's always going to be blowback. There's always going to be a reaction to an action. Right. But I'm sorry, you were talking. Please. I was talking. But it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't as good as you. No, uh, that's why I stepped in. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you have that type, when you have the luxury of that time, and you really do only have one goal in mind, which is the prosperity of the Russian people, you can play people like that. You can yeah. play the American, you can, especially the United States, where all they care about is election to election and, and saving their own ass. And then yeah. if, if this guy is not going to play ball with you, maybe the next guy will. Or maybe the next guy has something that you can manipulate or, you know, have to hold over his head. Yeah. Maybe a tape of piss. And that's, that's I, I, I think we're in agreement that there is that thing of him saying, look where we were when I, when I started. Yeah. 
Look where we are right now. And maybe he, you know, the the Russian apartment bombings, he, you know, he did it from Russia with love. Like, <laughs> in a weird way, in his mind, I did this so that I could be the guy I am now and then lead you to prosperity. Well, yeah. I, I mean, then my question is, are the Russians actually, are the people, the Russian people better off? Because... Mm-hmm. The, they have a larger Some wealth are. gap than we do. Yeah. Uh, sure, they have. They have. This is like this billionaire class that basically he was either imprisoned or they became friends of his. Yeah, yes. it's, a, it's a straight up plutocracy there, without a doubt. Cronyism, and there but, are rumblings that he might actually be the richest man in the world in history. Yeah, there's one the richest really? man in history. Yeah, there's one. I forget the guy's name. He was. Uh, he used to work with Putin, and now he's a critic of Putin. But he said he estimated Putin's wealth at two hundred billion dollars, yeah. which would put him ahead of Jesus Christ. Pretty much every name that Jeff Bezos. Look up his <laughs> house sometime. Really, his he lives in a fucking palace. I don't know if Russia has. I think they have a version of the White House in Russia, but he does not live in that. He lives. In a fucking castle. Yeah. Really? It is so extravagant and so huge. Yeah. Like, he's so fucking rich. Isn't it a skyscraper, like, full of people you have to fight, like, in the raid? <laughs> <laughs> it should. I hope so. It's that building in Tetris, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it, there's this story, I, I, I believe I have most of this right, where th- there was, there's this Russian businessman who owned mo- a, a large oil company. And Putin said, I want to nationalize this. Yep. And what he did is he arrested the guy and put him in a cage in order to say to all, all the other billionaires, if you don't want me to do this to you, Play ball. then we're, you're going to give me right. a cut of, of your, your oil. And that's why he's been militant about mowing down any of the ones that escaped to the UK. Right. You know? Yes. Which is like, you know, again, like one of the ballsiest moves on the national stage. Yeah. One of their multiple. Ball- Multiple and 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 doing it with 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 nuclear poison to let you know it's a there's signature. A, there's yeah. only one person that could do this. It's me, Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Also, right. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. There's oh a puppy. There's a. <laughs> <laughs> there's another really famous journalist murder. It was a woman, and it happened in Russia. I can't remember her name, but Anita was- Politskaya. Yeah. Yep. And she was also looking into the Russian apartment bombings and a bunch of other shit Putin did, and. First, they tried to kill her on a flight. They tried to poison her, and she survived. And I think she survived a second poisoning. I don't know if you've uh, looked into that murder, but after all these different attempts to threaten her, and they tried to kill her a couple times and it didn't work, they just eventually show up at her house on Putin's birthday and shoot her six times at the front door of her apartment. Yeah, that was... Putin and they even ruled this was definitely a contract killing. They've just never determined who paid for it. Yeah, that one really uh, took me away. I think because she did such diligent journalism on Chechnya and uh, other journalists yeah. really built her story up about being like, dude, it's fucking war on the truth out there, right? And literal war. Like, I mean, the other ones are getting, uh, you know, people are falling off balconies a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know about that. There was another one just the other day. Yeah. Yep. 
the other day. Um, like it's you know, r- ridiculous. They don't have the same building codes, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. aggressive falling off balconies, <laughs> like breaking through the <laughs> wood, <laughs> throwing themselves, Fa- on falling them. through plate glass windows. <laughs> <laughs> like, so yeah, I don't know. I got I got very fascinated with that case specifically. You know how like sometimes just like you know it's like it's one of those things where it's like you're pulling a thread and like the cover up of the cover up of the cover up, and right. it's just like you're like it, it, and it goes nowhere but dirtier and dirtier. That Anita Politskaya case is is very much like that, and I think you know people around the world were just like, "Well, this is this is too fucked up. This is so clearly a woman getting close to the truth and being murdered because of it." And you know what happened a year later? He registered the second highest approval rating in world history for yeah. a leader, which that like imagine living in that country and having him as your leader. Like, how conflicting it must be. Like, you have to... There's no way you can live in that... Well, I mean, I guess it depends on to what extent they control the media Mm -hmm. and, like, what kind of... Because in any dictatorship or any tyrannical government, there's stuff that gets out. They let some stuff get out just to make it look like they're not completely cracking down. But I, I really wonder what the general Russian population feels about Putin as a person compared to Putin as a leader. Mm -hmm. Because in terms of building his country up and getting them back to the world stage, he's been great. And if you're living in Russia, you probably feel good about that. Yeah. But also, he murders motherfuckers, and he might murder you if yeah. you turn on him at some point. Well, yeah, there is a thing about like what we were saying before about like the Yeltsin times and you know him doing this false flag operation with the apartment bombings and stuff like that. But can you imagine where things could have gone? Yeah, like you know, it's like that thing of like indecision is worse than a wrong decision. Right, and this massive former empire not knowing which way it's going to go right. and how bad it could slip into something. Yeah. You know, even you look e- at e- Iraq and Libya, right? You need a strong in certain places. A strong man is 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 the answer, right? Otherwise, you have these power vacuums, and you can't have that with a place that has the most nuclear bombs. Yeah, well, a Nazi looking fascist like you would think that. <laughs> 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 but you're pretty. You're the prettiest. But you're gorgeous, Aaron. Hey, I love. No, no, no. I, 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 and I do. I, I, I think. I think we're we're on the same page there. Yeah. Where it's like, how do you build consensus? Yeah. With such a vast, vast. Massively powerful con- country, mm-hmm. yeah, with a fuckload of nukes, yeah. Like, hey, where are we going? Because yeah. we got to figure it out now, right? And it's like eventually, just somebody's got to be like, "I'm taking the wheel." Yep. Oh, good. Somebody got the wheel. Fine. Thank yeah. God. And I think- Did we approve? Yeah, he's got the wheel. Of course, we approve. <laughs> yeah. Is, Is it, it that drunk guy? No, it's a new guy. It's crazy. <laughs> Is it the guy with the coffee stain on his head? <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> but I think some of the sell though is that the idea. In, I think there's an idea in Russia where it's like, yeah, you know we do this. We're the only country that is open about how corrupt we yes. are. Yes, right. and, 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 and right. I think all of us have talked about this before, yeah. that but like with Russian literature and the whole thing of like, they're, their leaders don't talk down to them. And right. I think we've probably talked about this in the program before, too, but like, you know, it's like, if like, like Stalin, like, yeah, duh. Of course I'm doing this. Yeah. You know it. Uh, but I'm at least going to be the leader that is respecting you enough to tell it. Yeah. But that's also the interesting thing about Putin, is that Putin is doing more of the American right. style what of are you talking about? disinformation. Right. You know what I mean? But it's also kind of like subtle, winky disinformation. Right. 
Yeah, and it's disinformation meant to weaken the opposition. The opposition. Yeah. There's uh, there's this defining principle that Russia is that's kind of driving everything Russia does called Eurasianism, mm -hmm. where they basically want to. Right now, the dynamic in the world is kind of uh, America is the world police, and we keep other people safe from aggression from places right. like Russia. Yes. Pax Americana. Yeah. And they're, Russia is kind of campaigning around Europe and Asia, especially in Muslim countries, uh, in India, China, where they want to set up this, for lack of a better term, new world order, mm -hmm. where they're policing the world against our, our aggression. Yes. And at some point, when things get bad enough... Even if it's coming from someone like Putin, that shit is going to catch on. And there will be a lot of countries who are like, yeah, the U.S. has been really fucking shitty mm -hmm. to us. Over, like, even Germany, there's, it, it, there's rumblings that Merkel is really unhappy with the relationship between the U.S. and Germany to the point where she feels like Germany's kind of a colony of the United States. And if Putin can get enough of that line of thinking going in Europe, he can take over Europe there's without a, really going to there's war. There's people in that in that last Italian election that are very Putin friendly. Right. There's a lot of leaders of political parties in in Europe right now. And and Europe is is basically poised with like, you know, this question of like, yeah. where do we go? Yeah. And it's basically like whose corner are you in? Yeah. And there's a lot of people saying we need to go with the very obvious fascist or these other guys, you know, that have this guy Trump in charge. Right. And Merkel is actually really standing alone right now because she knows Putin's a real bastard. You know what I mean? And But also we're letting her down. Yeah. But now, yeah, and that's the thing. When you have, it was one thing when, well, I know Putin's a bastard and and then in the U.S. it's just Obama, who I know is definitely going to spy on me mm -hmm. as the pre as the prime minister of Germany, which he did to mm -hmm. Merkel. But also, at least he's not Putin. But now the choice is Putin or Trump. Yeah, and it's like, do you want Putin, Putin? or ugly Putin? Yeah, do you want Putin <laughs> or do you want ugly incompetent Putin? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, now who do you want to align with? Sure. And I honestly don't know if there was actual collusion. In the 2016 election, like, I don't know if Trump and Putin sat down and Putin was like, I'm going to get you elected. But I don't think he needed to do that. No, I think, right. No. I think they were able to engineer public sentiment in this country to the point that they didn't have to do right. that. Yeah. No, He's I, a I agree. idiot. Mm -hmm. I agree. Right. And, 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 and honestly, the less he knows, the better. Yes. Because he's a right. fucking fool. <laughs> yeah, because he'll fucking blab about it. Yeah, he's a yeah. fucking idiot. You know, and the little bits he did get, he would blab on TV. Russia, if you're listening, shut up! Yeah. Let us help you win an election, you dummy, you know, like... And what it does is it makes it that much easier when he goes out to countries like Germany and France and is like... Maybe you should align with us. Mm -hmm. And he's like... See how your democracy yeah. is failing? Look yeah. at the alternative. And now, uh, a few days after this goes up, I think, uh, we'll be close to deciding if we're going to pull out of the Iran nuclear deal, which we absolutely should not. It would no. be a fucking disaster. And even the president of France, uh, Macron, yeah. Emmanuel Macron, who is basically like a not racist Trump, yeah. Like he's Trump, but without the racist shit. He, even he has been like, 
you know, if you pull out of that, it's probably going to be war. Like, you're probably going to end up going to war. And what that is, like, that sounds like him just saying, yeah, you're going to be on your own fighting Iran. But he could mean you're going to be fighting all of us because Russia, uh, Germany, France, England, we all agree on this. And you're the one who's backing out and making the rest of the world safe. So if you attack Iran, we might attack you. Mm -hmm. And... We're so fucked if that happens. We're not going to win a world war, man. Yeah. Like, unless we do have really gnarly nuclear weapons that we can drop on motherfuckers, we're not winning a world war. Yeah. We'll get fucking smoked, especially with Trump in charge. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it's it's a thing people just need to pay more attention to. Yeah, yeah. The shift the shift of, of power, I mean, uh, like one of the things that uh, scuttled... Um, one of the climate agreements was China, and China was just China just went to to India and Brazil and was like, "Hey, you guys are having like your economic renaissance right now, just like we are." And these guys that want this agreement have been polluting the earth more than anybody forever, and now they want to put all these handcuffs on you, right? So they just scuttled the agreement by getting three of the biggest emerging economies. Yeah. With huge populations. Yeah. And those kind of partnerships are just forming in all different kinds of ways for all different kinds of reasons. Mm-hmm. Economic, military, etc. Because of the weakening of American power. Right. And just being like, okay, well, well, who's who's taking the wheel? Yeah. You know? Who's taking the wheel? And it might be this guy with the bags under his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he's got pretty serious bags under yeah, his eyes. Is. You know? Putin looks like he's just like, oh, you don't sleep, huh? <laughs> No, I think. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm sleeping now. <laughs> yeah. While I'm talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I like I said, I, I feel like he's the type of world leader. One day we're going to look back and be like, damn, we should have stopped that. Yeah. But also. Like we talk about Trump that way, but I feel like it's Putin. Putin is the one. Well, he's competent. Yeah. He's but competent and everything he wants to do is working yeah. so far. Really yeah. well. Do you think it's pure conquest? I don't driving them. I don't think it's conquest in the way it was conquest for the Nazis. Because if you look into Eurasianism and the thinking behind that, it's not a. It's a, more partnerships. Yeah, it's not so much a you do things our way and we control the world and you live according to our rules. It's more. It's almost a more accepting version of liberalism where they're like, yeah, there's Muslims, there's fucking Christians. You're all allowed to do your religions and have your traditions and have your identity because when you just bend the knee. Yeah. When you talk about a place like (laughs) when you talk about a place like France, people kiss the ring. (laughs) (laughs) People always talk about France as if it's this really enlightened, progressive, forward thinking place. But there's also a reason Muslims drive trucks through crowds so frequently in France. And it's because their version of integrating into society and being liberal and fair is well once you're here you're french you're not like yeah you're muslim but you're not muslim you're french like yeah. if you want the like we'll give everyone the same rights and everything will be great in that way but 
don't you wear your fucking headscarves around us yeah. and you don't slaughter animals in the way we don't want them slaughtered. You don't do any of that religious shit. You are French now. Mm. And it's a really dehumanizing system sure. that we somehow look at as a model for what we should be, whereas Eurasianism is the opposite of that, where they're like, no, we embrace all of the things from your past that make you who you are. No shit. And we want you to keep all those things. Like, if you're religious, you stay religious. We right. want you to just do what you do, but just... You know, work with us and agree that the West is the fucking enemy and that they need to be stopped. Yeah. And can you imagine them in Chechnya reading about Eurasianism? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, that's yeah. what we were trying to do. <laughs> Shut up, pig! <laughs> Pigs, we don't eat those. <laughs> Come to France, we love pigs. <laughs> Go but, fuck one. Take your hat off, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, and France, you know, France is, you know, they're very, they're culture is their export it's their right it's their big thing so i think they're they're super super proud of that and that but there is also this this echo of of colonialism in their approach oh absolutely yeah our, our way or the highway yeah because it's so nice yes yeah it's like why would you want to hold on to the things from your past when you're here you now? came here for a reason yeah you came here to be to live the french dream baby yeah yeah they have such great racial relations there mm. except for the for their muslim immigrants yeah yeah they treat immigrants Black, like blacks and dirt. white they're fine they any but for and for see that's the scary thing about eurasianism too is it embraces that also it embraces the idea that Maybe you're right. Maybe those people who are in your country right now shouldn't be there. Yeah. Maybe you should focus on what matters to you as a country and get those motherfuckers out of there. Like it, It's spreading that sentiment everywhere. Mm -hmm. That idea that, no, these traditional values of yours are under attack and you need to take them back. And it sounds like conservatism, but it's not even that. It's a bigger thing where it, what they want to do will look and feel really inclusive, but it's just going to be kind of a blanket uh, sign-off on all of the right-wing shit that's been happening. Sure. Where they're, whereas we call Trump supporters stupid for uh, wanting to clamp down on immigration, Russia would be like, we get it. Mm -hmm. We get exactly what you're saying. Yeah, you and preserve your... Yeah. Way just of, quote unquote culture and way of life. Yeah. Just don't fuck with us and mm -hmm. let us set up some trade agreements and we'll be fine. And man, that's some shit that could work. Like that once they start going out to other countries, that shit could totally work. Yeah, and maybe it should. <laughs> man, like maybe well, we seemed... like at least the part where we're we're not police in the world anymore. Yeah. I feel like we maybe have that coming. Oh, it's definitely time for America to take the back seat. Absolutely. But I feel like Putin is into everybody holding on to their traditional values because it makes divide and conquer a lot easier. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know. Because then you just whisper in each other's. You, you, the other guy's ear, you hear what he said about you? Called you, you, go to, called you a pig. <laughs> said you guys fuck dogs. Huh? <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to be over here with the rings. <laughs> Infinity stone. And yeah. I'm going to be collecting the soul stone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, we're about cooked. Yeah, that was that was kind of a somber episode. I'm sorry. No, no it's Put just some it, air horns. There's, there's, there's That's just, what I do during the there's, there's, yeah. there's just a lot to unpack there. Yeah, for sure. And um, 
Uh, I loved it. I'm on a Putin awareness campaign this yeah. month. I'm doing so many podcasts yeah. about him. Well, yeah, I mean, and you kind of you kind of wonder about stuff like uh, Jinping. Yeah. Just saying, like, oh, I'm not going anywhere now. And it's almost like, is that because Putin's not going anywhere? Right. It's right. Like almost like this thing of, like, we need these constants because... This guy's plotting a course. Right. And w- and Trump even said, hey, it's kind of a good idea. Maybe one day we'll do that here. Yeah. And then this also kind of it, it, it illuminates this issue that we have in this country now in that if you can just undo everything the last president did, mm-hmm. what's the point? Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, the, uh, certainly uh, TPP, Iran yeah. um, and uh, Obamacare, ish the, the Obamacare, the, you know, the climate agreements, right. all Paris that shit. Bit. It's just like... Um, you know, if your word is worth nothing, right. is really what the rest of the world is saying to us it, right now. Yeah, right. Is like, why do, why do we need you? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what Russia needs. They need they need us destabilized as a world power. Yeah, yeah. and we're and they did it giving it online. to them. They did yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I, they did I, it on Facebook. Yeah, I've talked to this. Uh, I've talked about it on the podcast and, and maybe just in, in private with John before. Mm-hmm. Like how <laughs> brilliant of a. I mean, people were were, were so worried about. I mean, never mind true military invasion, but we were talking about cyber warfare for a very long time, and everybody thought it would be like they'd attack our infrastructure, or our power grid, or, or whatever. Physical, physical hacking. Yeah, physical hacking, right? Not you emotional know. hacking. No, they, they, they hacked our, our, our psyche. Hearts. Right? Yeah. Hearts, and, Hearts minds. and minds. Just Yeah, Facebook is big tobacco for emotions. Mm. Like, yeah. they, they uh-huh. just... They do all the things tobacco did. They realized they had a product yeah. that was addictive. Yeah. They looked into how to engineer that right. product to make it more addictive. And it's really an insidious thing that yeah. I wish we could just burn to the ground. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm racist now. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's I don't, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like straight white males anymore. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it is, it's, I mean, brilliant. How they had such a finger on the pulse of the way we could be manipulated by a thing we thought was completely benign yeah. in our right. daily lives is. An astonishing maneuver. Yeah, I think that will go down in the history books as maybe the one of, one of the most in- incredible feats of psyop technology, political chess move ever. Like yeah. the things they think to do. Like even the thing where they would go on Facebook. Russia would go on Facebook and just start a Facebook page called uh, "Protest for Immigration Rights in Downtown LA." Yeah, yep. and then they would start another one called. Counter protest yeah. that immigration rights rally in downtown. Sowing the seeds of disconcert. And people um, would just come out. And it's yeah. like, there was no one behind this. It was just Russia. Yeah. yeah. And we're fucking falling for it. Yeah. At every turn, we're falling for it so hard. Yeah. And it would be just so much easier if the country was all white. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's completely incredible. Um, and uh, I. I agree with you. It needs to be watched. Putin needs to be yeah. He to does. be followed. Keep an eye on Putin. Maybe there's like a tracking device in that ring. Wouldn't that oh. been like ultimate game move, rubber craft, but like a little mic? And that would those be diamonds? so dope. Yeah. But now it's just sitting in that one room <laughs> yeah. in the Kremlin. Like, Fuck. <laughs> it's just video of Putin <laughs> jerking off to a poster of himself. <laughs> <laughs> Just audio of people walking by going, is that Robert Kraft? <laughs> Amazing. It is a fine stone <laughs> with good rock. Um, I, uh, I think I'm, I'm 
going to wrap it up here. Uh, I wanted to say uh, the guy making the shirts for us, my very good friend Joe Latchett, you can find him at Fort Myers Print Corps, as in Marine Corps. Corpse. Yes. Mm. Fort Myers Print Corps. On the internet, uh, Joe does silk screening uh, shirts. They always look beautiful. Yeah, uh, he does an incredible job. I love you, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Big and thanks to all the Patreon uh, supporters. For yeah, the extra content. It's been incredible. I mean, I actually, I mean, that I can pay a bill per month <laughs> off the podcast is amazing to me. And it's all I was saying. I was like, I just want to pay one bill. I just want to pay like my phone bill or your, my electric bill or something. Phone bill. You know what I mean? It was like. <laughs> it was like uh, I was, and I I can't believe the support so far. Yeah, thank you, everybody. It's um, there's new subscribers every day. Yeah, we're gonna keep putting out some special content for you to to you know expand yeah. your mind. Yeah, blow you away. We're gonna try out new things. Uh-huh. There's gonna be a lot of new things tried out. We are. Yeah. Um, Adam, I want to thank you again for putting us on the network and being our guest today. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm and like, thank you for being on the network. Yeah, that was really great. And I'm gonna be by the time this episode comes out. I will have been on uh, your podcast. We will have recorded it. Right. I think it's coming out the following week. Okay. But it it kind of relates to what we talked That's about. That's the Unpopular today. Opinion show? Yeah. yeah. So okay. if you like this uh, kind of Putin rambling uh, shit, listen to us. Uh, Not only that. We're talking opinion. about a different guy. Right. Like Putin has, Putin has a Rasputin. There's a Rasputin figure for Putin. Oh, shit. guy named Alexander Dugan. Yeah. And we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Dugan. No shit, Dugan, ha- hacksaw Jim, Alexander yeah. Dugan. What is he? Some kind of wacky Australian? <laughs> he's something? Dugan. He's uh, he's a a Russian thinker who. Oh, it's like D U G I N. Yeah, I yeah. I made it Irish. Yeah, D U G G A. That's what I <laughs> That's thought. My too. narcissism, um, Alexander. Oh, yeah, Dugan. Alexander with a K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, subscribe to the Unpopular Opinion Network. Mm-hmm. You Please can hear um, uh, shows uh, that Aaron and I guest on all the time. Uh-huh. Not even just Adams, but uh, Bleak and Review mm-hmm. is now on the Unpopular Opinion Network. Very funny. Uh, also hosted by Matt Brousseau. Oh, yes. Very silky voice. Beautiful mm-hmm. man. And uh, Vanessa Gritton's Take a Walk. Uh, Bruhaha. Bruhaha. Uh, fucking uh, You Do What by our friend Cindy Aravina that was on... The program before we're going to be adding twelve questions. Twelve Ooh. questions Anna from Anna Valenzuela's podcast. Very, very nice. Um, and five bucks a month. Five dollars a month, and we put out so much stuff for yeah. free. So yeah. yeah, even if you just listen to the free stuff, we fucking love you, baby. Yeah, let it seduce you for mm-hmm. free. Yeah, and then come with your five fiver, fiver, fiver. For five dollars a month, we you get a bunch of bonus episodes that I co-host most of the shows that i co-host there's bonus episodes. i always have so much awesome. fun going to your house and doing those podcasts yeah yeah i love doing list cast i love doing uh you know uh, unpopular opinion the flagship mm-hmm. and uh fight cast any any of the shows i've done over there have been super super fun we got to bring fight cast back Hell yeah, yeah fight cast needs to come back fight more is that i think i know about that one it's, you, you I mean, it's about a, a debate yeah. but the thing is is that both Sides are stuff that Putin comes up with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Putin actually produces it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, everybody, we love you very much. Please check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash profiles and eccentricity. I love you. My name is John Fahey. I love you. My name's Aaron Pita. I love you all. Matt Brousseau. I think you're all right. I'm Adam. <laughs> <laughs>